Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 817, you're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, the 29th of December. And with us in studio, Murfreesboro City Manager, Craig Tyndall. Craig, how are you? Uh, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Well, it has been an interesting year for not only government, but businesses and really citizens all over the country and all over the world because of COVID-19. And it has definitely impacted a lot of people and a lot of offices what you know just starting out this morning what does it look like here in murfreesboro for for the city well for the city well the uh the, the cases are are tracked at the county level state and county level so for the county uh we've had a pretty good trend here for the last uh couple of weeks and our cases our case case counts uh on on a seven day average of have really started to drop off and um, that's very encouraging so we've seen some encouraging numbers uh just recently uh, and hopefully keep going uh, in that direction our, our county health department is also rolling out the vaccine uh, right now they're taking care of uh, medical personnel first responders and then um, uh, the plan is to continue to i think address the um, um, vulnerable population uh, next and then um, uh, keep the vaccine uh, roll out going as quickly as they possibly can so they're doing a good job on that and if anybody has any questions they can text us those questions or call and the number is 615-893-1450 again our guest craig tyndall murfreesboro city manager now of course with the schools starting back up soon the city of murfreesboro is going to start back with a, a hybrid schedule if you would where kids in one eight or one group with their last names I, I forgot what the breakdown was but they'll go to school on tuesday then wednesday and then thursday friday a different group so hopefully that's going to help because i know they're starting out the first three weeks of school that way in a goal of reducing the spread of covid yeah the schools has worked have, have worked very hard to, to to manage their situation of course schools aren't are not showing up really as as a, uh, a widespread uh, issue but uh, with that type of population you really don't want to have it uh be an issue and so they've they've been working to manage that uh as as closely as possible um and uh what you've told me i is i just learned that um from you this morning on their schedule i've been out of town and, and uh they are working day by day on on how best to manage it so sometimes their plans will change and so you know we'd ask parents uh to to keep in close contact with the school and watch and and have some understanding that they are taking direction from the state uh, and uh, really trying to come in with uh, plans that, that work the, the best as they possibly can. So that changes, uh, and if our trends continue, hopefully we'll see next year getting back to, getting back to normal in our school systems and uh, uh, all, th all throughout our city. That would be uh, certainly a goal that we really want to work for. And again, if anybody has any questions that are geared towards the city of Murfreesboro, you can call 615-893-1450 or text on that same number. And, you know, is the city of Murfreesboro, the city offices, are they doing anything that will allow for employees to work from home as we are about to start this new year? We have in the past uh, allowed some remote working uh, when the pandemic started earlier this year as we... Uh, focused on how to um, how to best handle that within the city um, 
Right now, uh, we're taking that on a case-by-case basis. In, in tracking uh, over the last year where we've been affected uh, by the virus, uh, it doesn't appear that um, many of our departments uh, that, that come to, say, City Hall or other facilities uh, are experiencing a widespread um, infection rate. Um, our, our infection rates focused for in, into really three, three different departments, and two of which, police and fire, you really can't do a whole lot uh, as far as remote working is concerned. So you really have to be there. Um, we've managed it quite well. We've done pretty pretty good, uh, I think, uh, over the last uh, several months. And uh, hopefully the trend continues. Um, as I said, you know, the numbers are looking positive in Rutherford County, and we want to uh, obviously keep that up uh, and keep going in that direction. In the city offices, which office has been hardest hit by COVID or has there been a city office where you had multiple employees out because of it? Well, from a service standpoint, we really haven't had, uh, we've been able to manage through that pretty well. Uh, and I, and that's a credit to our, our excellent employees. Uh, they've been able to, to handle if they, if they can work remotely, as I said earlier this year, we had some remote working they've, they were diligent in, uh, in handling that, uh, as best as they possibly could. Uh, and, uh, if, if it was, uh, we had, we'd, we'd had to, we did have to close some parks facilities for a while because of, of uh, that's generally involves gathering up people and obviously that's not something that we wanted to do earlier this year or even uh, right now we want to manage that pretty carefully so we're we're doing doing that uh, fairly well um, but overall I think our services have been uh, we've been able to, to, to handle the service delivery in in a very good fashion as we work through all of this how have things like sales tax collections been throughout the year because it, it you know there was a period where literally nobody left the house it seemed like <laughs> that's true we uh we budgeted uh very carefully for this year and uh we were very concerned about how uh tax revenues generally would would be affected um and and it's turned out uh relatively well um and we've had a, a it's had a positive effect on our budget because we did budget so carefully and we 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 put a hiring freeze on um, we were extra, extraordinarily strict on expenses uh, until we could see how it was how it was going, and uh, it went pretty well. People probably shifted their buying. It, it, what it is what it seems like from a local sales tax dollar standpoint. They shifted it into other areas. So, um, for example, you know. I think Lowe's and Home Depot were pretty busy when people were at home. They were looking for projects to do, and they seemed to um, to be able to get those done. And so we didn't we didn't take the uh, financial hit from a city standpoint uh, that we thought that we might. Uh, now we're being cautiously optimistic as we as we look forward um, because we don't you know our 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 reports on local sales tax state sales tax revenues are two months behind so we're always two months behind and uh, we kind of watch and see how things are going um, so we'll take we'll take a hard look at that um, over the next uh, six months to see how we're doing I think we'll be cautious in next year's budget um, but we haven't seen uh, a real dire effect on from that standpoint um, certainly not what private industry and some of the smaller businesses and the effect that the COVID's had on them, which has really been tragic. We have a text here. As you talk with other city managers from other areas, how did Murfreesboro compare during the pandemic? Or have you had a chance to really talk with a lot of other city managers in other areas? Well, uh, not not uh, not directly. Um, all, 
all of our meetings and, and gatherings were all canceled. So um, my understanding, though, is that, that most were able to, to weather the storm uh, relatively well. Um, we, we had projected uh, that from state and local data that we were receiving that, you know, revenues would be down 20, 30 percent in some cases, and um, that would have been devastating for for a lot of uh, of a lot of pe- a lot of places. But um, we didn't see that type of uh, decrease, and so that was that was good. And I think some of the larger cities and the mid-sized cities probably fared pretty well. Now the smaller cities, I'm not too sure about because it's kind of a different structure there and and how that they're doing. So I'm uncertain on some level uh, across the state on how that's handled across across the nation. I think it was very uh, vary depending on how what measures they put into place to to handle the the, the pandemic um, in Tennessee. We I think we managed it pretty well, and we've been able to uh, to get through this in a lot different fashion than I think some other places have. I noticed the Rutherford County Clerk's Office has changed the way they operate, and this was a recent change made. Uh, I believe it was either late last week or starting this week, where you can't walk in anymore. Is that the case with any of the city of murfreesboro administration buildings can everyone still go in and do business we've, we've made some changes on how um how we interface with the public uh just for a safety standpoint for our employees and for the public uh, but generally um other than uh parks and recreation which has a different sort of interaction that you would be hard to change um because of the type of activities that they engage in um we haven't made a tremendous amount. You can still walk into City Hall um, and um, engage the, the, the clerks uh, in the front counter, um, but they've always had uh, a glass barrier there. It's, it's money handling. It's like a bank, so um, uh, to a certain extent, and so they, they've always had a barrier there, and that hasn't changed much. Um, in some of the other departments, we constructed the, the barriers that you see, which are pretty common right now, um, to you know, pre- help pre- prevent the spread of the virus as much as possible so but yeah we've been open for service we we shut down for a few weeks uh early on as everyone was trying to get a handle on things uh but after that uh, we've been able to continue services pretty well and again that's that's a credit to our diligent employees murfreesboro city manager craig tindall with us this morning somebody text us they ask about building permits or building permits on the decrease or are we seeing an increase of them or are they just plateaued right now uh, the building permits well they're seasonal and so uh you'll see some seasonal variations as we go uh i think over the last uh, couple of years we be, before the before the last couple of years we really had a a, a big jump uh, we had a lot of building permits that were coming in and i think you saw somewhat of a leveling off of that and that might be more reflective of uh, a bit of the demand um and uh, some of the financial aspects involved in building uh but we haven't seen a huge downturn we didn't see a huge downturn through the pandem- pandemic last year construction continued uh and you know but construction also is uh, there's a timing element to it so if you have a project that you're working on and it's an 18 month project that's going to continue as much as you possibly can because of the financial aspects of of taking care of construction so um we didn't see a whole lot of that and because of the just the 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 delay in how construction is done i don't think that we'll see much of a delay uh as we get through the 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 pandemic pandemic and it waxes and wanes through its process so through its viral kind of effect um i think the the 
construction will probably continue and our building permits have been relatively strong. In the height of the pandemic, the Nashville mayor came out and said that property taxes were going to be raised, which to me doesn't seem like the best move. But with that move being made in Nashville, do you foresee that, I guess, leading to more people moving from there into Murfreesboro? It's possible. Um, you know, we've we've had businesses that have contacted us and to to look. I mean, they haven't. Well, the, the way the process works is really that they're not going to uh, complain about where they're at now because they may want to stay. So we don't uh, hear exactly why they want to move. But we've had interest in in uh, businesses relocating into Rutherford County. Uh, I know. Uh, so it could have some impact on that. Um, it was. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, it was, it was a an increase a substantial increase in property taxes but overall from a business standpoint i think it's one that most businesses will be able to to maintain nashville is uh, in the whole nashville area it's still a very hot area uh, it's still growing quite a bit um I, i'm sure nashville will overcome their their financial uh, issues that they've faced just recently um but um i think i think where we see the most uh benefit from rutherford county uh, and businesses moving in here, say relocating even from Nashville, or employees relocate. It has to do with transportation more than uh, the tax rates right now. Is people um, people can get exhausted by going up and down 24 for um, you know 45 minutes an hour, hour and a half uh, one way, uh, so twice a day. That's that's a that's a big burden. There's a, a pretty big project going on right now on I-24 between Murfreesboro and Nashville. I think they're calling it the Smart Corridor, mm-hmm. and they're updating it with uh, TDOT's help right. of, of putting more signs up, electronic signs, messages, and uh, I guess eventually you'll even be able to get notices on your cell phone while driving on I-24. They're coming from the state, right. but I guess filtered through local offices first and i'm not sure how all that's going to work but updates on traffic situations how how is that going to impact the city of murphy's bro and what hand does the city have in that project well we're working with tdot on that because the project will go through murfreesboro uh and then um as it as you go towards nashville from murfreesboro i think the smart car quarter project is uh, it will be very important and it does provide a lot of information. It also provides alternative routes. So if there is an accident, um, they can um, they can utilize uh, the uh, side roads for the, the um, 41 heading into heading into Nashville. And um, if they coordinate the signals on that and uh, uh, really uh, monitor the traffic flow, if there is an accident, to push traffic away from uh, 24, so you don't have the backup even after traffic's cleared for the next hour. Um, and managing the traffic in that fashion so we're working very closely with them on 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 how that's implemented and and what what it can do for the city i think uh, that'll be able to manage traffic but as we grow i i think you know different parts of the country you can go to and you can see i mean you can go to los angeles and see if if you could pave your way out of traffic problems then that would be a dream place and it's it's not it's you know the more roads you build the faster they get filled up i think there's uh, some some aspect of, of traffic that uh, will always present some degree of difficulty. And uh, as a, as a exurb to Nashville, it, it is we can use that as a as our advantage in attracting businesses and, and employees, and and we'll probably continue to do that for for a long period of time. I think the only answer on traffic, uh, I think if you see if we really go to automated um, transportation, um, you'll see some some big benefit there uh until then i think we're gonna 
struggle for a long period of time with um, with growing cities and, and traffic corridors. For years, there have been talks or hints of a commuter rail line between, well, all the way between Atlanta to Nashville, mm-hmm. but more focused, Murphy's Road to Nashville. Do you foresee a commuter rail line ever actually coming here? Well, I, those are those are huge uh, propositions uh, just because of the dollars involved and uh, I think that uh, as, as you look forward on transportation uh, and you look at things like automated vehicles um, the there, there's still quite a bit of viability to um, commuter or light rail uh, two different kind of animals uh, that that do much the same thing but in a different fashion um, but if if you look at those type of things it may there may be less of a, a demand for the expense involved uh, in creating commuter rail as opposed to uh, doing something with automated vehicles uh, and the the you know the build time on on a light rail or a commuter rail system commuter rail could be a little bit different if you had cooperation from from private industry and the rail lines uh, or, or a federal mandate that that dictated it but still the planning is somewhere between 15 and 20 years uh, and so you start to look at those type of horizons and you look at what we're doing on automated transportation and it gets a lot harder to predict that we'd ever do a rail line if we could um, turn cars and trucks and other vehicles into um, to virtual uh, uh, rail type of uh, transportation or mass transportation in that fashion. You know, when you look at really large cities, let's say, for example, Atlanta, sports play a huge role in the city, mm-hmm. and uh, citizens there obviously love and rally around sports. But you look at the Atlanta Braves. They mm-hmm. recently built a new home a couple of years back in Marietta, which is not right there in the main part of Atlanta. Do you ever foresee a sports team coming here? And, you know, maybe it's a Nashville team, but yet they call Murphy's Murfreesboro home. Because there's always talks of Major mm-hmm. League Baseball coming to our area. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's always a possibility uh, because of the type of investment and the type of land that's required that uh, outlying areas uh, pick up uh, what's identified with a major city, uh, the actual uh, facilities themselves. Um, and there's pluses and minuses to that, that happening. Uh, I, I don't know if... Uh, uh, you know, Murfreesboro would be uh, in line for for that type of activity in any time anytime soon. Um, but uh, but there are other aspects to sports activity that help in from a lifestyle standpoint, from a community standpoint. Uh, Murfreesboro is well recognized for its youth sports programs, um, being where we are in the geographic center of the state, and uh, it's it's an excellent place. We have great partnerships with uh, TWSWA. In, uh, in high school sports and, and bringing them uh, to the center of the state as they you know play other high schools across the state. Um, we also partnered with um, last year with uh, the Tennessee State Soccer Association and uh, are enhancing right now um, Seagull Park and uh, bringing um, youth soccer here which is uh, huge and continues to grow uh, sport for, um, for youth youth sports and so I think that's a, a an investment that will pay off for for many years into the future uh, both from our community from a lifestyle standpoint and from an, a, a a kind of a branding standpoint for the city uh, and what uh, and, and for Rutherford County is 
as uh, we can capitalize on that type of activity. And we do have a text that's sports related and right along the same lines of what you were talking about. It says that sports has a major impact on Murfreesboro with events like Spring Fling, mm-hmm. the Seagull Soccer Park, MTSU Sports, and more. Do you see all of this rebounding in 2021? Well, we hope so. I think as, as we go forward with the pandemic and learn more and more about how to manage it um, and we can um, uh, get more and more people uh, comfortable either through a vaccine or, or some other aspects um, learning about uh, the the virus and its actual effects and uh, protect a vulnerable population the most uh, I think we can return to activities you're gonna have to see that before you can uh, get everyone comfortable gathering up to um, um, to play sports, to have their children involved in sports, because uh, that is a contact activity, close contact activity. Uh, so I, I I hope so. I would hope by spring that uh, we've gotten a good handle on things and that we're moving forward and and uh, so that e-sports can start to come back as much as possible. Um, well, and professional sports as well as you know, I think everyone who uh, followed sports uh, is is missing that aspect of of life that um, is is valuable in a lot of different areas. If anybody has a question for Craig Tyndall this morning, city manager, you can call 615-893-1450 or text us at that same number. We'll go to the phones. Good morning. How are you? Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, could he explain to your listeners about the money that was sold, the Murfreesboro Electric Department sold and went into the city coffers what is this money being used for how is it being spent and uh, just expound on that if you would please thank you so the money made off the sale of murfreesboro electric how was that how was that used or or is it sitting somewhere i guess yeah well uh, to back up a little bit uh, just so people know what we're talking about uh, the murfreesboro uh, ran its own electric department uh, for about 60 some odd years and um, we were a small area within a much larger area that uh, Middle Tennessee Electric Membership Corporation uh, which is a co-op uh, ran the electric, uh, electrical uh, distribution outside of the city so uh, for for several years have been talking about uh, merging those two as with any other utility size is important because there's so much fixed cost involved that um, spreading that over a large customer base makes the most sense so uh, again we revisited that uh, over the last couple of years and we're able to close uh, that transaction where we transferred the assets and the operations from uh, Murfreesboro Electric Department to Middle Tennessee Electric um, the transaction itself was about 300 million dollars now that's paid over several years so um, it's, it's a 15-year uh, incremental payment uh, over a period of time um, and so the, the you know it's not all that doesn't come to the city coffers initially. Our initial closing uh, funds that we received in June is um, right now uh, being held by the city, and our council is discussing the best ways and, and have been discussing the best ways for, for handling that. Essentially, the money um, will be set aside for, for long-term investment into the city uh, and taking care of a lot of the capital projects, um, offsetting some debt that we would otherwise have that would help that is 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 important to our operating our day-to-day operating budget um and so um the the uh, discussions are ongoing but uh, a lot of that will be set aside to create um uh, future uh, revenues that will help keep 
things like property taxes and sales taxes as low as possible uh, because we'll have uh, uh, some capital coming in that we'll need to reinvest. And as we grow, we do have large capital investments, pr primarily in the in the area of roadways. Uh, and roadways are, are very expensive. Um, and so uh, we were... Last year, we were able to handle our capital investment by um, restructuring some projects, reprioritizing, looking at old money and some savings that we had out of projects that we did pretty well. We just opened a brand new airport terminal. Um, it came in under our quite a bit under our initial budget um, because of the way we managed that and the type of construction project we did. It's a beautiful new building. If you haven't seen that, it's uh, really worth uh, dropping in and taking a look at it. It's uh, it's very well done and, and will serve our community many years in the, f in the future. It also assists MTSU and their aviation department, which continues to grow as well. But um, but we were able to, to take some of that, the money, the savings and those type of projects and uh, not have any debt this year at all, although we did we did a little bit over uh, 20 million dollars worth of capital investment back into the um, back to the community next year we will go out and finance about 70 million dollars most of that is roadway work um, so some of that money will come from the state some will come from um, debt financing that we will do and some of that you know can be offset by revenue that's created from um, the the money that's uh, that results from the sale of uh, assets to Middle Tennessee from our electric department. When Murfreesboro Electric sold, I know there was some concern among those who were retired from Murfreesboro Electric, receiving the same benefits or the benefit package that they previously had when Murfreesboro Electric was still here. What did all of that end up breaking down to? Do the employees who were retired from Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro Electric still have the same benefits. They do. They, they have these, the same benefits. Um, it, when, when talking about retirees, and, it, and you know, it's completely understandable, is that change is, is difficult because you, you, know, you have a fixed amount of income that you're, you're worried about, and you're worried about uh, making sure that that continues in the future as you need it. Uh, so, so sometimes change brings about a lot of questions that you have, and that's, that's perfectly understandable. Um, but uh, Murfreesboro Electric Department of Retirees, just like city retirees, uh, their uh, other retirement benefits, health insurance and things like that, um, are set on an annual basis so that every year they're established and, and, and um, considered and, and may change, and sometimes they do change. Um, this year, we didn't make any changes uh, to uh, Murfreesboro Electric uh, employees' retirements. Um, as future retirees come on, um, then their benefits, other than retirement benefits, retirement benefits never change. Retirement benefits are the same as they always were because that's a set plan. Um, but it's the other retirement benefits, uh, those will be more and more incorporated into um, the programs that we offer to city retirees. Um, but that's a long-term transition and, and will be as, as little disruption to individuals as possible. And we all we all have to take a look at healthcare and what it, where it's going in the future. And you know we may we end up making substantial changes because of government action. So we you know we don't know about healthcare and uh, those type of benefits past one year period of time. Will some of the money earned from the sale of Murfreesboro Electric go to pay off some of the debt of the Murfreesboro Police Department? Because that was a huge project that came in. Well, in the end, it ended up costing a whole lot more to build and complete that new police headquarters than was originally anticipated. 
Well, originally the budget was set several years before uh, we actually began the project. So uh, there was a lot of discussion, and um, I think it came out in, in, the, in the public that our budget was X amount. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but X amount. But that, that budgeted amount had been set many years before when we, uh, as a city, had anticipated that that project was needed and would be going on. Uh, and then as the years advanced and we really began the project, we set a new budget. And in uh, that new budget, and what the uh, was not reported on, what the new number wasn't reported on. And when you're talking about development within the city, within a, just a few years period of time, and construction costs that went up, uh, it wasn't surprising at all what the new budget was relative to the old budget. Um, but that the project came in, and I think it was it was slightly more than the original actual project budget but then what we what we saw was the opportunity and you do that with some big projects is to uh, incorporate other costs that you would have incurred in other areas and and put them into the project budget so that you're um, you're accommodating some things that you would you'd otherwise incur it just wouldn't show up on the project budget for that building uh, itself um, it was uh, largely debt financed um, uh, a few years ago, and uh, like all of our other debts, is is very well managed from a from a debt ratio standpoint. We're in very good shape uh, as a city. Uh, we've managed that very carefully over the last few years, and we'll continue to manage it very carefully. Um, so we're able to handle that. We've we did we actually did uh, three refinancings this year to take advantage of some very low rates and. Uh, next year, we're, we we are going to finance uh, a lot of our capital improvements, even though we do have some MED funds that are available because we want to take advantage of the low interest rates as opposed to four or five years from now, interest rates may be substantially higher. And if the funds aren't available that you have in the bank that, uh, to, to invest and hold on to, uh, then you're out in the market and you're incurring a lot more cost and impacting your operating budget a lot more than you would otherwise. So uh, we're looking at it very carefully on how to manage that. Um, and, and continue paying that off. We only finance debt for 15 years. Um, most times, a lot of the cities use 20 or 30 year financing. That's done us very well in the market. So we have very good bond ratings because we have uh, strong capital. We're able to pay for a uh, strong operating capital. It is. It's able to service the debt, and um, and we do it at a at a very um, uh, we we have an accelerated payoff, uh, which uh, which puts us in pretty good stead when we go out to the market. Hey, I know when the police department was wrapping up with the construction, there were fears of funds being somehow misappropriated within the construction of that police department. Was anything like that ever found or confirmed? No, no. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure where the, where that really came from. The, w the way that uh, construction is managed, uh, it would be pretty difficult to do that when you have uh, the type of people involved. We had uh, Bell Construction was our construction manager, our project manager on that project. They're an excellent construction company, very well managed, and uh, so that that um, uh, uh, that whole management process worked very, very well. And uh, you know, they submit to the city uh, after they do expect because you have several layers. You have contractors and subcontractors and sub subcontractors, and so you know, there's a lot of oversight that's involved in a, a construction project of that size. And uh, Bell Construction did very good. Our in-house people did uh, very close. Uh, we had um, uh, we even had uh, we brought in uh, outside people because of the size of the project, not because we had any concerns but just the size of the project to review things at the very end to make sure that we had um, good project management and oversight 
And at the end of the day, uh, what happens commonly is that you, you, you start to wrap up a project, you get right towards the end, so it's very towards the end. You all get in a room and you dig into the numbers and dig into the budget. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, um, our construction manager, as I said, um, Bill, and the uh, uh, outside consultants that we hired, um, um, I think we, I, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was $100,000, $200,000 on that project that actually came back to the city from its original budgeted project amount uh, that we were able to put into other capital investment projects uh, when we finally closed out the books on that project. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the city of Murfreesboro still owns the building where Murfreesboro Electric was for years and years. Right. Is that building going to be sold, or is Middle Tennessee Electric going to take that building over? No, I don't think Middle Tennessee Electric is going to use it during the transition period. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to take I don't think they would want to take the building over. That, that, that's a, it's an interesting building in the outside. What people don't realize is it's, it's kind of an outside 1980s facade wrapped around a 1930s, 40 building on the inside. There's two buildings inside of that, and um, th there's some difficulty just over the years on that type of, that type of building. So it, it really is not a building that can survive much longer, um, and so I don't think Middle Tennessee would, would want to utilize that project. Um, and so initially what we had talked about doing was to remove that out of the project uh, and the city maintained that for uh, economic development and the thought really is to remove that building from from the site eventually uh, that will come down there's nothing there that's really worth uh, maintaining and then um, use it for economic development purposes and in really enhancing our downtown there's you'll notice there is some construction pinnacle is taking down their old uh, building that was built right around in the the 70s late 60s early 70s um, that building's coming down it the functionality of that building was really starting to uh, to wane quite a bit and um, building a brand new uh, building there that will be uh, a beautiful building and then we have uh, the church property which is still the project is continuing along uh, it was delayed a little bit and changed a little bit because of uh, what we faced last year with the pandemic, but uh, they are proceeding, and and uh, we've had to extend out some some deadlines as larger projects that weren't actually ongoing at the time uh, required in other areas, and so um, um, but that you'll probably see some this year, this spring, see some work going on in that project and uh, the old we're first excited. methodist church project you know, i guess right that entire block <laughs> there yes exactly and part of the agreement for the developer of that was they have to leave the chapel area that the steeple right. all of that stuff in place intact uh so right. i i guess that's all going to be incorporated in the final construction phase and it is we'll see it then yes it, it is they've done a very good project they've had to go back like i said and redesign uh and it had a lot to do with uh just the, the financial markets and and what they have faced over the last few years are there any companies developments that are coming to downtown murphy's bro that you know maybe the public has not been made aware of yet like new hotels uh, because i know there's always talks of a hotel another well it's one of those things that's ongoing just like everything mm -hmm. else is there's talks of a hotel being built in downtown Murfreesboro, and I know different areas. One area was actually behind the radio station over there where the old 
City Hall is located. There were talks of a hotel being built there. Then we also heard talks of a hotel possibly being constructed near City Tile right down the street. Mm -hmm. So is there anything definite yet? Uh, no, we continue to work on those type of projects. Uh, it's it's hard right now from an economic development standpoint to talk to anybody about hotels. Uh, hotels suffered substantially last year. And so uh, while I'm confident they'll come back, uh, and I think that we're seeing some some result of, of them um, being able to, ha to, to address uh, concerns of, of their customers in different ways. Um, once, once we start to see that market come back, then I think the financial markets, which is what really will drive development on those, uh, start to come back as well. But right now, you, you really can't talk to anybody about hotels in a, from an economic development. They're just, the money's not there to do it, so they're not, they're not really thinking about that right now. But um, that doesn't mean that we don't look long-term in our vision for economic development and look for different projects that would, that would definitely fit downtown. Um, that is one thing that, you know, we, we think that would, downtown would benefit from is to have uh, uh, some type of uh, hotel service. And, and, you know, MTSU with their uh, new program for hospitality uh, and working with them is, I think that would serve a lot of uh, the community and it greatly benefit some of the students that are out there. And so we'll continue to look at that. Uh, it's just difficult right now just based on the general economics. Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall with us this morning. We are about out of time, but I'm going to try to get to some of these text questions here. Uh, this one says, there has been much talk about a major arts center with a large theater, a museum, and more. How does something like that look for the new year in Murfreesboro? I haven't heard a lot of talk about that as far as specifics. And I know there's generally a lot of talk. We've done a lot uh, with uh, the arts community. Angela Jackson, who's our executive director for uh, community services, has really worked with the arts community uh, in, in, a, in a superior fashion. And so we want to, um, uh, we want to um, continue to do that, uh, that type of uh, work. But we haven't... Uh, we haven't, uh, I haven't, from a city standpoint, heard a lot about an arts center now. You know, the university could be doing something because they have an arts department, um, and certainly we'd be uh, interested in that. But we do, um, we do want to support that that area that's important for for lifestyle. Um, it's it's hard to uh, right now. It's hard to get people gathered up in large numbers <laughs> to be able to talk about that and think about gathering up more people in large numbers so we have a, we have a little bit of a mindset as we uh, as we work through uh covid uh i think i said last year i'm i'm already transitioned to 2021 but it uh, uh that that you know hit us this year now I'll, I'll have to make this the last question of the morning uh, and i know we're not getting to all the questions but this one says uh, a text message will major city financed bridge projects bridge over i-24 from <coughs> old racket club near the jail mm -hmm. and the bridge over stones river and broad from northfield to the new vanderbilt children's complex mm -hmm. and the extension of cherry lane to i-840 what do all those look like for the upcoming year definitely on our plans uh some of that involves working with um well, let me backtrack through the project. I think all of them involve working closely with uh, with TDOT and some with uh, the federal government. When you when you go over an interstate highway, you have a lot of federal work that you need to do. 
um, and the rest of them are, are state highways or connecting to sta state highways. And so that's a, those are long-term planning projects. I will tell you that all of those are uh, definitely in, in the works. Um, it's, I think you'll see substantial work towards those over the next, uh, say, five-year time frame. Um, and, uh, and we'll see the, the, the bridge over 24 in the River Rock area um, is uh, something that's slated. Uh, to, we're, we're going to uh, bridge the river first uh, with the, the, because Costco is going in there and the transportation uh, and, and to help alleviate some off of St. Andrews and, and in that area, uh, some traffic, uh, traffic flow back to 99. Uh, so I think you'll see that first. Uh, and then uh, the, the uh, spanning 24 is something that would happen um, sometime after that. Um, definitely the, the plans are there. We still have to accumulate some land. Uh, Cherry Lane is very important to the future as far as our development. It gives us another um, contact back to, um, <coughs> to um, uh, 840. Um, and uh, it offers a lot of development uh, potential in, in the future. So we're taking, <coughs> excuse me, we're taking hard looks at those and we'll continue to uh, plan for those as quickly as we possibly can. So definitely a lot happening in the city of Murfreesboro. And our guest this morning has been Murfreesboro City Manager, Craig Tyndall. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah, Happy New Year. Right now that time, 8.58. We're going to pause for the news. And then Truman Jones will be on the air in just a few minutes. So make sure you stay with us.